The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus went to the Mount of Olives, but early in the morning he arrived again in the temple area, and all the people started coming to him, and he sat down and taught them. And the scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in adultery and made her stand in the middle. They said to him, Teacher, this woman was caught in the very act of committing adultery. Now in the law, Moses commanded us to stone such women. And what do you say? They said this to test him, so that they could have some charge to bring against him. Jesus bent down and began to write on the ground with his finger. But when they continued asking him, he straightened up and said to them, Let the one among you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Again he bent down and wrote on the ground. And in response, they went away one by one, beginning with the elders. So he was left alone with the woman before him. Then Jesus straightened up and said to her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? She replied, No one, sir. Then Jesus said, Neither do I condemn you. Go, and from now on, do not sin anymore. The Gospel of the Lord. So, yeah, so I, uh, I told Father Alapati this morning, I said, I'll, I'll take the homily today because I wasn't sure if he was going to mention Duke and UNC. And uh, <laughs> so I just want to make sure that that was mentioned. So, sorry for all you Duke fans and congratulations to all you UNC fans. People would ask me, who did, who did you want to win the game? And, uh, and I said, well, if there was a way for both of them to lose, I would be very happy. <laughs> go, go Wolfpack. <laughs> Sister Faustina, in her diary, she says, I am glad Jesus, she hears these words from Jesus, I am glad you behaved like my true daughter. Be always merciful as I am merciful. Love everyone out of love for me even your greatest enemies, so that my mercy may be fully reflected in your heart. You know, this gospel that we just read, uh, the woman caught in adultery, I think what I love about this gospel is that because she was caught in the very act of adultery, and what I love about this gospel is that the man is not mentioned. Because this is her encounter with love and mercy. This is her own experience of God's love and mercy in her life. Think back to the moment um, when Adam and Eve, right? They got caught in the very act of eating fruit. And what did they do? They hid. God finds them. And then what do we hear Adam say? The first thing out of his mouth. Uh, the woman that you gave me, she's the one who gave me the fruit. Right? Excuses. Excuses, excuses. This woman, she is caught and she says, yes, yeah, I, I, I did this. And so she herself encounters love and mercy. 
You know, think about other encounters that people have had with Jesus. You know, you have a lame man who had friends who opened up, opened up a roof and lowered him down, and he experiences healing. You have a woman who's been hemorrhaging for years, and she reaches out and she touches the cloak of Jesus as he's passing by. You have a short man that wants to see Jesus, and so he climbs a tree, and Jesus walks by. You know, the gospel is full of so many encounters of the love of Jesus, and they're all different. Some people approached Jesus, some people were brought to Jesus. But the fact is, they all encountered Jesus. They all got to Jesus. And even this woman, you know, her story, how did she get to Jesus? Well, scribes and Pharisees dragged her in front of Jesus, put her in the middle of, of a crowd, and then you've got people there that are thirsty to stone her to death. That's how she got to Jesus. So imagine the story that she has to tell about how she met love and mercy in her life. And however she got to Jesus, she got there. And the gospel says that eventually Jesus was left alone with this woman. Jesus is looking into her eyes. She is looking into the eyes of Jesus. And I would imagine probably what she's feeling at that moment is shame, is misery. Yet what does she see in the eyes of Jesus? When she sees Jesus looking at her, what does she find? Her encounter with love is so powerful that for her it doesn't matter where the man is. It doesn't matter what the other people think about her. It doesn't matter what the fellow townspeople are thinking about her. Her encounter with love and mercy is so powerful that she is just happy and joyful to be face-to-face with Jesus himself. There's no resentment. There's no excuses. There's no, you know, well, what about him? He was also caught. What What about him? She's experiencing true love, and quite possibly for the first time in her life, she's experiencing true love. That somebody is looking upon her for who she is and the gift that she is. And not looking at her for what can be taken from her. Our first reading today says, Isaiah says, Remember not the events of the past. Behold, I am doing something new. Remember not the events of the past. Behold, I am doing something new. You know, when sin is committed, there's always always a reason for sin. Every sin has a reason. Every sin can be justified. We can always justify sin in in our lives. And even for this woman, there's probably a reason for her sin. Maybe she's depressed. Maybe she's lonely. Maybe this is her livelihood. Maybe she's feeling abandoned. 
She has needs. Maybe the man himself is the reason for why she committed this sin. Every sin has a reason, and sometimes, many times, (laughs) the reason for our sin is somebody else. (laughs) Is somebody else's attitude. Somebody said something to me. Somebody did something to me. But when we truly encounter the mercy of God, all those reasons are put aside. When we truly encounter love, the reasons don't matter. In our second reading from Philippians, we read, I consider everything. So everything could even be the reasons for having committed sin. I consider everything as a loss because of the supreme good of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. It is not that I have already taken hold of it or already attained perfect maturity, but I continue my pursuit in hope that I may possess it. Since I have indeed, it's important, since I have indeed been taken possession of by Christ Jesus. And that's precisely what this woman experienced in that gaze of Jesus Christ. That she was being taken possessed, she was being possessed by love. She was being taken possession of by Jesus Christ. You know, this story has been passed down to us. And it's called The Woman Caught in Adultery. Now, Pope Benedict, you know, he wanted to change the name of the prodigal son because he said, well, it's not so much about the prodigal son, but it's about the love of the father. So I had proposed that we also change the name of this story to The Woman Caught in Love. The woman who experienced love. And she experienced Christ looking at her. And she hears this words, these words, I did not come to condemn, but I came to save. Go and sin no more. She experienced love in such a profound way that it also gave her strength to go out, to continue to live her life, and not to sin anymore. Our second reading continues. Just one thing, forgetting what lies behind, forgetting what lies behind, forgetting the past, but straining forward to what lies ahead, straining forward to the future that Christ Jesus has for us. I continue my pursuit toward the goal, the prize of the upward calling in Christ Jesus. This woman was caught in love, and the mercy that she experienced was a second life for her. Entrusting ourselves to the life-giving power of God, we voice our prayers to the Father. For those preparing to be received into the church this Easter, that they will remain faithful to Christ all the days of their life, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For those in civil governance, that they will dedicate themselves to justice, peace, authentic freedom, and fidelity to the truth, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That our parish will grow in holiness so that we will always love one another with perfect charity, we pray to the Lord. 
Lord, hear our prayer. For an end to the war in Ukraine, that the people will be sustained by their faith in God, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Today's Mass is being offered for the repose of the soul of Robert Joseph Kinney. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For all those who are sick or infirmed and for their caregivers, that God and his mercy will draw close to them and raise them up. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For the repose of the souls of all the faithful departed, that through our prayers and those of the Blessed Mother, they may join the saints in heaven. Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. May their souls and all the souls of the faithful departed, the mercy of God, rest in peace. Let us pray for a special intention for all the women in your life until the arrival of Mary in the salvation history. The sentence is always, women were leading men into sin. Don't, don't fight with me. That's what exactly from Adam, from Eve to, that's what we always complain, that women are the ones. But then, with the arrival of Mary in the salvation history, the story is different. Maybe we could say men lead them to sin. So that the women can always protect their men like Mary and pray for them and always hold their hand and guide them to eternal life. And let us look towards Mary and say the Hail Mary. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed are thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen.